Thank you for downloading the Flixsters podcast. On this week's episode, you're going to think, what are you talking about? This film is about a a homicidal car tyre that discovers that the car tyre discovers it has psionic power. And it says there's going to be a Frankenstein. There's going to be a flipping swamp thing. It's not only is it universal, but it's also Blumhouse. They have their own theme tune. Blumhouse in the middle of their street. Blumhouse <laughs> in the middle of their street. And you know, another thing about this movie is there's a creepy ass old lady. There's something about when they have like old women with long white hair and they, they're like walking around like. Oh my gosh. That sounds like some Winter Soldier shit, man. Hello, peeps. How are you? Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Welcome to another fantastic brand new episode of The Flixers. This is episode 107. And, um, or as I'd like to call it, I've got this kind of like little bit of a filing system going on on my end and Deval's like, right, what the hell is (laughs) this? So this is season three, (laughs) season three, episode 18. So this is how I kind of like, you know, doing it. But folks, listen, we're glad you made it. Um, Thanks for downloading the show. Uh, We've got a packed out show for you and we're going to try and fit everything into a nice, cool one hour. So sit Mm. back, relax, put your feet up, get your drink out. You know, maybe you're sitting in your underwear right now. Maybe Sakharov, maybe, I don't know, you're cooking. Maybe you're just like, you know, got your uh, bib on or something like that. I don't know. But listen, uh, we hope you enjoy the show. And um, yeah, check listen, check out our little bit about um, what you can do to win a code. And uh, you could be enjoying a uh, movie on us. All right. Okay. So, Devado, shout outs. Go for it. Yep. Yes, so today's shout-outs, we have three shout-outs. First one goes to O'Shea PD. O'Shea PD shouted us out on Instagram, as many people do, actually. And this was in uh, relation to, actually in relation to my travels. I just came back from uh, Dubrovnik, otherwise known as King's Landing. And I must say, (laughs) really nice country to go visit, nice and hot. When you go there, when when you visit Old Town, where they film Game of Thrones, it does feel like you're in Game of Thrones, walking around Old Town and the sights, the sounds, the dragons, all of that is, is all there for you. <laughs> it looks but, wicked. Uh, <laughs> it's really nice. But did you have a good time? You had a good and time Charlie, there, right? We had a really, really great time. Yeah. Uh, uh, four days was there for uh, just a little break, you know, for go away and see, see, see what the country's saying. And it was really, really nice, yeah. actually. I'd, I recommend it. Definitely, Definitely. recommend it nice. during the summertime. Uh, Charlie okay. Jai UK again. She's got her. She has her her radio show actually that she has every week. I've been on a radio show once or twice. And that's on iLive Radio UK. Uh, but Charlie J, uh, she actually Charlie Jai, sorry uh, UK uh, actually shouted us out again because of the Dubrovnikov. <laughs> uh, where Dubrovnikov came from. Uh, but yeah, she shouted us out and she wants to go to Croatia herself. So hopefully she will do that. Last shout out goes to Zakrov. Zakrov. Oh. Uh, he shouted us out. Uh, actually, he, he he actually put some really good uh, mentions and really good suggestions of movies and TV shows. And he put one on that yeah. I saw a while ago called Outcry, which was which was a documentary about uh, a, a sexual abuse claim in America. Yes, good documentary, really deep. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because the documentary isn't as plain as it sounds. 
So uh, definitely try and watch that one if you can, guys. Go to Zakharov's Instagram page. He's got lots of movie suggestions and he loves the show. So Zakharov, thank you very much. Thank you. And you know what, Deval, maybe maybe you knew this, I don't know, before you headed out to Dubrovnik, but uh, The Last Jedi was filmed, part of it was filmed in Dubrovnik. Is it? I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So apparently yeah. the place was used as the set place for the casino planet Canto Bite. Do you remember that? You know, the oh, one in... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that yeah, shit scene. Exactly. I remember. Yeah. That shit, I know. It's so like <laughs> all over the place, that one. And... Um, <laughs> And James Bond as well, apparently. So, but yeah, so, um, you know, a bit of movie trivia for you guys. If you check going out to Croatia, go check it out. Uh, all right. Okay. Let's get into movie news. And, oh my God, Devaldo, this program. I remember, I remember <laughs> watching this, like, but why Thank was I... being a friend. Friends. Why, why did I watch this shit? <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> why did we know this? Why did we watch this? Oh my God. I don't know. Why was I watching Golden Girls? That's nothing to do with me. But why was I watching Golden Girls? Why were we watching Golden Girls? Oh my gosh. But listen, yeah. So so tell us about Golden Girls. Yeah, the Golden Girls is going to get remixed. Remixed like a Puff Daddy, like a Kanye West, like a Dr. Dre remix up in the house. So uh, yeah, Golden Girls from the 80s is being remixed to make it modern and also a bit more diverse. Uh, Alfred Woodard, uh, t- uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, Senea Lathan, and Hegina King uh, are going to be starring in a reimagining of the eighties uh, comedy series. Uh, so it's going to be like a bit of a. It's not going to be a like a regular series. It's going to be something a bit different uh, because of the pandemic we live in. It's going to be, I think, something on Zoom or some kind of different I- uh, iteration of it, basically. Oh, but it's going to have right. those four mega stars. Uh, I guess you know being golden girls so yeah i think that's going to be happening at some point soon so looking forward to that one yeah, so, yeah that, good. One. that sounds pretty good and um this was this is interesting um have you been yeah. keeping have you been keeping an eye on the whole kind of walking dead stuff what's going on on walking dead i haven't no <laughs> actually a <What>? friend <laughs> a friend called anthony uh he actually pointed this one out to me so thanks anthony for this but yeah, well, yeah what's uh, going on Walking Dead uh, kind of dragged for me, just like the actual Walking Dead zombies. It literally dragged this way through <laughs> to season 10, getting a bit boring. But uh, Walking Dead, uh, they, didn't, they didn't actually get to finish filming season 10 because of the pandemic. So the last episode ah. didn't actually happen. So they're going to give us a bit more than we bargained for. In 2022, they're going to they're gonna air a 24-episode final season so they're going to make what? sure they spend a lot more time to, usually it's about, how much is it? About 15 episodes usually? 15 episodes, So they're going to give us a lot yeah. more. Yeah, they're going to give us a lot more now uh, in this in this last season 11. That's going to come out in 2022. And also, also, there's going to be a new, a brand new Walking Dead series. That's going what? to be hitting the screens in 2023. That's going to be starring Norman Reedus and... Um, McBride, is it Melissa McBride? Melissa McBride, yeah. Daryl. The one that that is, uh, yeah, Daryl and what's her name? I want to say Carol. Carol, Carol. Yeah, Carol, yeah. Daryl and Carol. Yeah, they're going to be starving in this new new series, which, do you know what? I'm like, no, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. Just end it, yeah? End it and do something else. And not only that, they're still they're still working on these movies that are apparently oh. going to be coming out as well. So, um, and not just not just that's movies, that's plural. So there's still this whole Walking Dead universe. There's, it's, they're not done yeah. with it. So, 
Oh, you know what? I've got a, I don't know, with so much shit to watch on TV, like, I don't know if I can fit in The Walking Dead. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I can fit in nah. maybe before this year's over. I can catch up again on all that uh, load of sort of stuff. In the UK, right, we, we knew about kind of Sasha Baron Cohen because of the Ali, the Ali G show. And yeah, man, that went on for kind of like a few seasons. It was like really, really popular in the UK. I remember it on Channel 4. Yeah. And um, his whole thing was that he would dress up as this kind of like this white, like, you know, gangster wannabe and start interviews with like people who had like something really serious to say. And he would chuck in some like odd little comment in there. And it was absolutely funny. And then he made a whole movie out of it. And then he created another persona, which was called Borat. And Deval, did you ever watch Borat? Yeah, I watched Borat. It was actually quite good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it was, was again, totally funny. Uh, And um, so a lot of people were probably thinking, okay, yeah, what's happened to that guy? And, you know, he's done, you know, a few things here and there. And and, um, he was going to be playing Freddie Mercury, actually, at some point. Um, And then it went to the other guy, Rami Malek, who ended up winning an Oscar. But... Sasha Baron Cohen is going to be back. He's going to be playing Borat again. So Borat 2 is happening. And the thing is, it's already been filmed. The filming's already been done. Are you serious? Oh, wow. Yeah. So the filming's already been done and basically waiting for kind of like a release date. All this time, like during the whole pandemic and like months even before that, apparently the filming's already been done. And yeah, man, we're just waiting. I can't wait to see this because it's been a while since we've seen Borat. And I'm still trying to... Can you do his voice, Devaldo? Can you pull it off? Hey, boy. My, wa- oh, my I, wife. I cannot pull it off. No, I cannot. No. I'm, no, I'm shit now. I'm not even going to try. Well, I did try, but that's it. Oh, I'm gosh, man. Okay. So listen, fans of Borat, don't worry. He's got you covered. It's going to be coming out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good laugh. So we'll watch that when uh, it's definitely come out. We spoke about Robocop oh, not too long ago. Yeah. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting for there to be a new Robocop movie or something. And finally, the TV gods have spoken because a Robocop TV show is in the works. However, there's a little bit of a twist in this. Robocop's not going to be in it, which is really, really strange. But listen, what? Um, apparently... Who's it going to be then? Huh? MGM. MGM is Robo working on a... Pre- attendant. <laughs> huh? Robo Parker attendant. Huh? You cannot park there. <laughs> Something like that. Or but check, you die. Yeah. But check this out. So MGM is working on a prequel series. Okay, a prequel. Oh. And uh, so it's not going to be focusing on Alex Murphy. It's going to be focus- focusing on the stuff, the shit that happened before we get to see Alex Murphy. So in Detroit, you know oh. how bad the yeah. crime was. Yeah. So, so before he's pro- Robocop. Before he's Robocop. So all that shit that happens and probably by the last episode, then we probably do get to see Robocop or something like that. Just call it cop, yeah? We're going to see no Robo. It's just going to be cop. It's just going to be cop. Exactly. You know, Ed, we're not going to see Ed 209. We're not going to see like Kane. Like, you know, whatever. Tricking us. Tricking us. So so we'll see. We'll still keep an eye on that one and uh, we'll let you know what happens on that one. Any further developments. Yeah. What's going on with... uh, Momoa, Jason Momoa. I heard you got some news on that. All right. Now, this What's thing is weird. You, right. So, you know the whole thing, Devaldo, with, um, you know, there was this thing with directors. Oh, with, um, uh, with yeah, with the Warner Brothers and uh, uh, with uh, Justice League. When, once it was finished, there was a bit of a argy-bargy with Ray Fisher. He didn't. He wasn't exactly. happy with I think, how uh, Josh Wedden came in and just sort of took over and the way he directed stuff. 
the not only the way he directs her, apparently the way that the bigwigs at DC and according to Ray Fisher, allowed Joss Whedon to behave uh, in kind of like derogatory, yeah. discriminatory ways and abusive ways. Yeah. So all that shit's happened. Yeah. So he's, there's, there's some sort of kind of like legal maybe behind the scenes going on. And just the other day, Jason Momoa, Aquaman, he he put something, something up on his Instagram, which was a picture of Ray Fisher. And he, with the caption, stand with Ray Fisher. So basically, I, I guess what it means is like, you know, he's behind Ray Fisher in his in his thing against Joss Whedon and, you know, the guys at, uh, at DC Comics. So apparently there's this whole investiga- investigation going on behind the scenes. You know, there was some shit. It was a, a complicated shoot, obviously, because Zack Schneider, he, he had to leave, right? Because someone in his family passed yeah. away. Daughter, yeah. Exactly. So there's all this shit going on and I don't know, is Ray Fisher, is he going to come back? Will he Will he come back as Cyborg in, in future movies? I don't know, but this is pretty powerful. You know, uh, again, like, you know, someone, an actor who's calling out arseholes in the film industry. Obviously, I don't know jack shit. We don't know what the, you know, what the score is. But, um, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me a bit about John Baeg as well, you know, him calling out some of the shit that got, went on you know, yeah. behind yeah. the scenes on movies. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one as well. But, yeah, it's just a shame, you know, this shit is still going on and it'll carry on going on, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, listen, so, Devado, um, dark. Let's let's go dark, dark. now. Let's go dark. really dark. Let's go universal I'm, I'm dark. Universal. universal are doing some proper dark stuff. like, And I like... I like how they're branding themselves and they're they're aligning themselves with Blumhouse and they're really bringing bringing to bringing back to life a lot of these properties that you know we all are familiar with whether it's you know Invisible Man whether it's Wolf whether it's I don't know Vampires and Dracula and Frankenstein or all these like you know these intellectual properties that have been around for yonks I mean sorry Man. been around for a long time <laughs> yonks I haven't heard that in ages Oh my gosh. But listen, Devado, listen, like you just mentioned it. You said it all. There's going to be an invisible woman. There's going to be a wolf man. There's going to be a Dracula. There's going to be a Frankenstein. There's going to be a flipping swamp thing. They are bringing them all up. Swamp thing as well. And you know what? You know, the thing is right. And who's behind all this It's not only is it universal, but it's also Jason Blum. Blumhouse. guy. Blumhouse, man. Listen, they had a massive hit with Invisible Man. They've had a hit with... They've had a hit yeah. with loads of other stuff. They didn't have their own theme tune. Blumhouse. <laughs> in the middle of their street. Blumhouse. <laughs> in the middle of their street. <laughs> where all the good horrors are. <laughs> we Seriously. We was in you shitless and so that- your mama. <laughs> <laughs> Says Duval and Amar. I know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> look, man, come to us. Come to us. Yeah, and listen, look. So, uh, Paul Paul Feig is it Feig or Feig? Paul Feig or Feig? Oh yeah, him. One of them. Whichever one you want. He's all right. He's doing. He's doing a movie. Check this out. He's doing a movie called Dark Army. Okay. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Elizabeth Banks from Charlie's Angels. She's doing the Invisible Woman. Yep, yep. And uh, there's Dexter Fletcher is apparently directed a f- movie called Renfield, um, <laughs> whatever that is. James Sounds Wan is James Wan's doing Frankenstein. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Hello. Yes, and there's going to be this talk of the mummy. There's talk of listen. Put it this way: dark universe is going to be happening, and give it a few years, we're going to start to see this whole big universe expand itself. And yeah, man, it's going to be interesting. I think so. I think there's going to be a lot of good movies coming out there. And Blumhouse, Jason Blum, man, he's he's gonna he's doing some good stuff at the moment. Trust me. Exactly. Trust All right, Devado, what else? What else? What else can we speak yeah, about? Yeah, Oscars, Oscars, Oscars. So I heard the Oscars are getting diverse up in the place. I mean, we started with the uh, the top of the news was about the Golden Girls. That's getting a whole heap of diversion or diversity, yes. I should say. <laughs> diversion. But yeah, the Oscars <laughs> are now going to be from 2024. They are going to be applying a new rule to the Oscars uh, categories and, you know, how they're actually... Uh, you know, I guess, uh, choose films and stuff like that and actors and stuff. So they're going to be applying applying the law that means that, uh, you know, that some, there's a category that means that some films have to have, I think, 30% of their cast, crew, uh, anyone, yeah, so anyone in the cast or crew, uh, 30% have to be from a, uh, not just a, not just ethnic diversity, but also other groups that are under, uh, I guess under represented. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like just not really seen in in, in movies and not really uh, you know groups that are under uh, underrepresented. Know, just under that's the word underrepresented. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. this this includes uh, ethnicities. This includes uh, disabilities. This includes uh, you know gender. The whole lot. So this can be people that can be acting. This can be on crew. This can be in the office in the marketing department. This could be. This could involve, uh, you know, people that are are like coming from university, for example, and doing some sort of a, you know internship and things like that. You know, so it goes all the way across uh, the the whole movie making, uh, I guess, team. So yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And just in this kind of report, this little thing that I was reading, the the Academy Awards, they invited 890 new members. And out of those 819, some of the names were Zendaya, Ava Longoria, Aquafina, Cynthia Erivo, John David Washington and Constance Wu. Yeah, 36% were people of colour. So obviously they're trying to, you know, obviously diversify, you know, the voting because at the end of the day... The, the, the voters need to reflect the kind of movies that people are watching. So it all makes sense. Yeah, people, yeah. some people, some people call it, you know, are calling this controversial as well. So like, I, you know, a few oh, yeah, people kind of, yeah. But I mean, I think, I think it's kind of like, it, it needs something, a change needs to happen, put it this way. All right. So, um, yeah, yeah so change. exactly. So guys in Hollywood, if you're listening, remember, we're, you know what? We're multi-ethnic. We can play all characters. So don't you worry about it. Just hire us for the work that you want to do. Right, Devaldo? Isn't that right? Yes, that's it. We can do it all. We can do we all. Can like, you, obviously you just, ex- exactly. Like, and obviously with your accents and everything, Devaldo, like, you know, you can do, you, you, you can do one, right? I can do uh, <laughs> Trevor from, from Essex. I can do uh, Edgar from Scotland. Wow. I can and do obviously Irish, obviously Leprechaun's from Ireland. That's Leprechaun. Yes, I can do them all. You know, all the bases covered. <laughs> oh my Even gosh. Even before I get fired. Exactly. Even before right, I get okay. fired. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Yes, so, um, we have a bit of a... Uh, a sad news actually uh, and Dame Diana Rigg 
uh, who uh, famously, which had been in many, many roles in her career, but famously uh, she was in, uh, she was a Bond, a so-called Bond girl in uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is in 1969. Uh, quite recently, we saw her play Olena Tyrell in Game of Thrones. Uh, and she's played many, many uh, great characters in the past as well. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, we've lost her at the age of 82. So uh, sad news there. But uh, just to obviously let everyone know what's happening in the movie world. Yeah, exactly. And that, that bit where um, she was brilliant in Game of Thrones, man. The way she orchestrated oh, yeah. the whole Joff- Joffrey's Joffrey's murder and everything like that. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's Exactly. All right. Okay. So now let's move on to box it. Watch this. Let everyone know what can people binge watch? Yeah. So this one, uh, I believe it just came out literally a couple of days ago here in the UK, I believe. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about this one, actually. This one is called The Social Dilemma on Netflix. And it is a, I watched it literally an hour and a half, I think one hour and a half, hour 40. And it's a, it's a, it's a documentary that really lifts the cover on what the social media companies are doing out there and the way they're controlling, influencing us in every respect. We, we've, we've heard a bit about this over the years with, you know, with uh, uh, data, uh, privacy and things like that. And, you know, is it allowed or what, you know, there's not much governance in the in the data world at the moment. So, uh, you know, social media companies can do what they like. They can they can track your your usage. They can send you stuff that they think you're being you're, you're like. You know, if you look at someone's page, they'll then send you something to make to make, basically they they want to keep you plugged into the system. Yeah, definitely. a lot of times, you know, you might be talking about something, and then you know, half an hour later, you go to your Instagram feed. What you just spoke about is now being advertised <laughs> to you. I know, that's crazy, I know. crazy, crazy. crazy. That shit happens. There's algorithms out there that do this and track your your habits and make sure that you're always being shown things that they believe you're going to be interested in. And it goes deep. I mean, it goes so, so deep. Yeah. Devout, who gave them the power? We gave them the power, to be honest. Exactly. We gave them the power. We gave them our information. We're the ones that are feeding into this. We're the ones that are logging onto these things. It's all free. We think it's free, but we are paying the ultimate price. And that is yeah. our freedom, our free will, our, you know, our, our uh, preferences, that's the commodity these days. It's not about like the biggest commodity is information and people's yeah. uh, habits. And, you know, cause that, that's what sells advertisements to these people. And, you know, they're making bucket loads and we are, obviously we're getting the service. There, there, many, there are many positives to the way these you know, sure. things work, but there's also the negatives. These kids these days, you go out to a restaurant, you've got all these 18, 19 year olds sitting at a table. None of them are talking to each other. They're all in their phones. <laughs> no. They they're messaging each interact. other. I mean, yeah, they're messaging each other, sitting next to each other. Oh, like this, like that. I mean, put your phones down. Just like each other. Have a chat. Come on. I know. But yeah, it's so, it's so crazy true. Here, so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to check this out. I've been, I've been kind of because I'm obviously interested in this stuff as well, man. Because data, data, data. You know this thing about Google, like uh, obviously gives yep. us like free email, gives us like obviously Google Maps and all this stuff is free. But I think people don't realise is that we are the, we're the product, like oh, yeah. our data. Yeah. So it's like, we got to kind of be careful. And no, 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 I, I listen, I raise my hand as, up as well. I mean, I'm not 100% clued on with everything, but yeah, absolutely. I think watching this is going to be a step in the right direction. Okay, so folks, go check that out. It's called The Social Dilemma, and that is on Netflix. You can catch that, binge watch it, whatever you want to do. 
at the same time as that, if you want to check out some new trailers, there is Devado. What what can people watch? Yeah, so there's a there's a couple. First one is Judas and the Black Messiah. This one is looking like a gangster film. This one doesn't give away much information. This one does star Daniel Kaluuya and uh, also stars, what's his name, Lakeith Stanfield. We've seen him in many, many films. He's been in Atlanta as many as well as many others. Uh, Jesse Plemons is in this one. Uh, you've got also got Martin Sheen in this one as well. Uh, so, yeah, so good, good, yeah, it's a good star cast, I'd say. Uh, directed by Shaka King, not Shaka Khan, so Shaka King. <laughs> uh, and yeah, this one looks interesting. Basically, it's about, it's a story of Fred Hampton, chairman of the Illinois Black Panther Party, and his fateful betrayal by Ooh. the FBI informant, William O'Neill. So this one's out in 2021 and it looks gangster. I want to see it I'm now, man. To this one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it looks gangster. So we'll have to wait exactly. for this one. Yeah, we'll have to wait. Yep. Um, um, next one. Oh, the next one. The next one. Dune, Dune, oh, Dune, man. Dune. So Dune is going to be another gangster film. Dune is looking good. The trailer came out a few days ago. This one stars oh, a whole bunch of people. Uh, Zendaya, as you mentioned before, Rebecca Ferguson, uh, Timothy Chamolet. It also stars Jason Momoa, Just Brolin, Batista, jo- uh, Oscar uh, Oscar Isaac, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier yeah. Bardem. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. uh, also Sharon Duncan Brewster. This one is gonna be gangster, directed by Denny <sighs> Bill Nerve, oh, and it's gosh. looking like it's looking like a masterpiece. The, the visuals, yes. the color tone, the audio, the music, the score. You just know it's going to be like, I mean, Denny Bill, Bill Nerve directed uh, the, the new version of the Blade Runner, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Bl- yeah Blade Runner, Arrival. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. So you just, this is going to be a gangster film. I ain't got to say more, but this is the, this is a remake from the 1980, I think 83, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's about families that feud over a commodity called spice and whoever, whoever's got the spice has got it all nice. And, you know, it's just. <laughs> Yes, a lot more deeper than that, but it's going to be good, yeah. guys. So this one's going to be out in December. It is. Just the, just the whole look so, of yeah. it. Like you watch that trailer and you just think, oh my gosh, it's going to be epic. And um, so when are we seeing this? Sorry, again. So when is it coming out? Uh, 18th of December, hopefully. 18th of fingers December. Crossed. Okay, fingers crossed. Yeah. Yep. So it, just before Christmas. So yeah, we'll check that one out. Okay, so um, anything else that people can go out and watch it and like another trailer? Yes. So Criminal is a is a... It's like a uh, mini series of some sort. Uh, I watched season, season one. Uh, Criminal is like a a, a, a police drama, and uh, quite it's quite it's like little, I don't know forty five well about an hour well forty five minutes actually is on Netflix isn't it so forty five minutes shows there's about four shows to a season or six I think it is uh, quite isolated but at the same time very very intelligent very uh, like just really intense uh, you know interrogations of these criminals. And you're never sure if they're guilty or not. Really, really intense, really clever stuff. And uh, it's, it's, it basically, uh, it has stars that are always, uh, I guess, mix. Uh, yes, in, in each episode, you've got different stars, basically. And each uh, criminal is also different. So one time we had, uh, what's his name? Mr. Mr. Purple uh, and Doctor Who guy. What's his name again? Oh, uh, gosh, yeah. Uh, uh, David Tennant. David Tennant was in one of them. He was a criminal. This is season one. 
we had uh, Hayley Atwell, who was in Captain America. She was in it as well. And they're all getting interrogated. It's, it's different stories. They're not linked. Uh, but the police people, the people that are doing interrogations, they're always the same character. But it's really good. This is season two. Uh, you have criminal UK. You have criminal Germany. You've got criminal Spain. You've got criminal, wow. like, you know, these criminal series from different countries. It's really good. So this one comes back on the 16th of September. Uh, and this one's also got Kit, Kit Havington's in this one, as well as uh, Sophie. Oh, yeah, exactly. Sophie Kanodo. And you've got a bunch of other people in this as well. So this is looking like a gangster show again. Yeah, yeah. really good. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard a couple of things about it. So hopefully I can kind of watch that one. Now, listen, here's, here's a... Pff. We've got to check this one out, Devado. You've got to check this trailer out. But also yep. when the movie comes out, we've got to check this out. This is called Possessor. Possessor, Possessor, mm-hmm. Possessor. And it's directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who you'll know, obviously yep. Cronenberg, David Cronenberg's son. I saw this trailer and this movie is a body horror. It's a sci-fi. It's a, kind of like a thriller. It's got all these different elements in there. And check this out. So uh, Andrea Riseborough, she plays a corporate agent who uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, driving them to commit assassinations for the benefit of the company. Oh my gosh. So that sounds like some winter soldier shit, man. Exactly. So basically you're, you know, you, you're transporting basically your mind into someone else's body. And then that person goes out and commits crime. But then what happens is she's doing this so many times that there's kind of like an internal conflict and she starts basically messing up and she starts seeing visions of, you know, you know, past the jobs and you know she's she's her brain is getting mixed in with other people's brains you know what it's a, it's a battle basically like you know whose brain is going to be whose brain's going to win out so think about it it's D- brandon cronenberg and i reviewed a movie of his like probably like about a couple of months ago called antiviral the guy man he knows how to oh, yeah. screw around with you. he knows how to screw around with your brain so it's going to be body horror and science fiction and um, man it looks really good the tagline for this is no body is safe as in like body as in your, your physical body <laughs> yeah that's good i like that that is good i like i like it go check go check it out it's really interesting and uh yeah man it's, it looks freakish and it looks really like full-on so uh yeah it's called possessor and that should be out by the end of actually sorry it's coming out next month Okay, cool. I'm, I'm watching that. You've sold yeah, it to man. me already. I'm watching that. Exactly. We're watching that one. All right. Okay. So folks, that was your trailers. Go check those out. And if you know of any other ones, please let us know. So let's move on to Anniversary Corner, Devaldo. And mm-hmm. tell us about this. Now, this one is, um, I'm assuming this isn't a, a, a condom, right? <laughs> Rubber. Rubber. Ah, this movie from 10 school. years ago. Rubber. What is this? Yeah, this is a mad, mad film. When I describe this to you, you're going to think, what are you talking about? This film is about a hom- <laughs> a homicidal car tire. Wow, uh, what the hell? That discovers that the car tire discovers it has psionic power <laughs> and oh it sets its sights on a desert town uh, to cause destruction and mayhem. And oh it's had enough. It's had enough. <laughs> people have been running. People have been running all over it for years. Yeah, <laughs> it's had enough of people running it. All. The tagline. So, the, it uh, says the tag. The tagline for this is the best killer tire movie you'll ever see. 
and it's just yeah exactly and it's just it's just a picture of dead bodies with all their heads being like decapitated yeah. and like you know <laughs> this looks wicked yeah it's crazy this this looks like the sort of film that is so crazy it's got to be seen to be believed this tire rolls around by itself killing shit killing people it's mad i've seen that i've seen a trailer for it and it just looks so mad like you just have to see it it's got a six out of ten on imdb which for what it is it, do you know what for me, that's probably like an eight and a half out of 10 because for what it is, you don't expect it to get any more than like a three out of 10. But I mean, IMDb, they do mark quite harshly. So that it, it must be so, it just must be weird. And just, yeah, do you know what? Say no more. This is something we've got to watch. This could even be a hidden gem. You never know. Maybe we'll see, we'll have to see it and find out. Exactly. And we'll tell everyone about this. Okay, next one. Um, yeah, Blood Rain. This is part of... The, I always kind of liken Blood Rain as kind of like similar to kind of like the Underworld and the... Um, the um, What was the other one? You know, with Mila Jovovich. Oh, Ultra... No, Ion Flux. Ion Flux, is it? Yeah, kind of... It's, so th- this is like oh, about a zombie... Mean, no, Resident no. Evil. Resident Evil, sorry. Evil. Yeah, yeah, is it? No, this is about a zombie, right? Isn't it? Um, is it a zombie? It's like 18th century uh, vam- uh, vampire, yeah. Vampire, escapes from that's a it, yeah. Freak show and then all kinds of madness. But this, you know what, this one here, I watched this quite a few years ago. I ain't going to lie, quite a few years ago. And I thought this was meant to be, this was actually meant to be a good film. It was meant to be a decent film. Uh, ben Kingsley. Uh, stars in this. Michelle Rodriguez stars in this. Michael Madsen stars in this as well. This uh, this was meant to be a decent film. Billy Zane is in this. I mean, this this film bombed big time. It's barely got a three out of ten on IMDb. It was just the graphics were shit. The 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 the, <laughs> the writing was a bit a bit of a letdown. The premise stands out. The premise could have been a hit. You know, all this medieval shit, vampires, you know, swords and shields, magic, you know, Ben, Ben, what's his name? Ben, uh, Ben Kingsley. He, you know, he, he looked, he looked the part. I mean, it just let itself down, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I think I played the game. I'm pretty sure I played the game on the Xbox, like, like a while, yeah. like years and years and years ago. But um, yeah, man, like, like we've mentioned it before on the show about kind of like games and, you know, the films, the film adaptations. And yeah, we're going to have to put this one in the corner where it was just the, <clears throat> um, the budget, the budget for this was 25 mil. It took in at box office, it took three point seven million. So that kind of shows you. Yes. Oh my gosh! Twenty five million shit. was the budget. It's shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, a movie which isn't shit. Book. No, actually, hang on. No, this. Sorry, I was thinking about the reboot. This one. <laughs> I was thinking about this one. The Book of Shadows, Blair Witch Two. This is from twenty years ago. And, 20 years, uh, man. 20 years ago, Oof. this is the one where they go back, where they find the footage from the first one and then another group go back and they try and obviously figure out the legend of, you know, the, 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 the Blair Witch, right? If I can remember this correctly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. This one here, I mean, the Blair Witch, still to this day, I think it's in the, book, the Guinness Book of Records for being one of the cheapest films ever made with the biggest return in the box office. I think second, maybe, uh, I think second is, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Paranormal Activity Part 1. Yeah, that was yeah. really cheap to make and the box office was crazy. But I think Blair Witch could be could be up there, one, two or three in that list. And because of that, because of all the money that came through, 
the studio was like, yep, we need, because this came out a year later. Blair Witch was 99. This is a year later. They didn't even stop to think and to write a good script, plan their shit properly. They were like, yep, guys, we want to make money right away. A year later, come on, man. So, yeah, this one, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, bombed. And you're right, the premise may have stood out, but the whole Blair Witch phenomenon of the found footage and all that kind of shit, it just done so well. This one was not found footage. It was very much a regular movie, 3.9 out of 10 on IMDb. That is just, that's shit. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, it is, (laughs) it is, man. Because the first one obviously had such a huge impact. And I remember watching that movie in the cinema with the tension and the whole found footage thing, man. Like you said about the budget, there was no budget basically. And it took a shitload of money. Yes, shame. And then the, the reboot that came out, what was that, about five, four or five years ago, was it? Yeah, 2015. That, that actually wasn't as bad. That was found footage. That wasn't yeah. as bad. It wasn't as bad, actually. But yeah. Yeah, so folks, if yeah, so if you want to kind of, kind of, you know, watch the, uh, if you've seen the first one, then obviously, you know, watch the second one just to kind of, you know, tick it off of, of your list. But um, yeah, let's have a look at the next one. So 25 years ago, 1995, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. Now, is this <laughs> the one, is this the one with... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. This one um, has an all-star cast. Yes, this is crazy. <laughs> just just remind everyone again. Yeah, so in this one, uh, we have Rene Zellweger is in this from 1995. Rene Zellweger and also Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey. Oh yeah, my gosh, He's in this man. as well, man. Can you imagine? Think, think he'll do it now? No chance. Oh. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> And what is the, what, yeah, this I, can't, one I can't even remember the premise. Tell us, tell me about the premise on this one. As it always is, group of teenagers go to the woods. They want to have sex and prom nights and stuff like that. They take a wrong turn. They end up going too close to the leather, leather, leather face family. And then all shit goes tits up. And then we get a film <laughs> where people are getting killed one by one while they're bonking, listening to rock and roll. And that's it. That's it. Oh my God. That's Gosh, pretty man. much it. That's bad. Yeah. It's just like, seriously, yeah. If, well, if you love yeah, your slasher movies, go check it out. And, and I'm, I'm sure, pretty sure there's probably fans of Matthew McConaughey. Like, you know, he's, they've, they've probably already seen this. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've actually even seen this one. Do you know that? I haven't. You're having a laugh. I, I ain't wasting my time on this one. But we have to report. We have to report the anniversary corner film as we, we are not the judges. We are just the providers of information so it's up to you guys exactly. if you like this kind of shit uh, go ahead and watch it it could be a good a good thing to watch you know you know on a, on a you know on a bit on a binge sort of on thing a binge, you, know? Yeah. you know crack open a few mm-hmm. beers and maybe have a laugh about it okay right now the next movie i have seen yeah. this is from 30 years ago this yes. is 1990 yes. this is the exorcist and devaldo sorry the exorcist part three and devaldo you and i man that scene in the hospital oh do you know what I was watching on, uh, I, I, I watch, uh, watch Mojo and they give you top tens of the best this, the best that, you know, all kinds of top tens. They and had, did this come on, in there? Uh, I was watching yesterday, top 10 uh, jump scare in a horror movie. This oh, was number man. one. Oh my god! This gosh. was number one. The scene in the hospital where she's just, you know, ch- checking the hospital beds or something and the camera is fixed in the corridor. Does the, camera, the camera doesn't move. Oh, it's a gosh. bit mundane. It's a bit... They, 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 they draw you into a false sense of security and all of a sudden you just see this oh, 
the the with the hedge 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 trimmer or something. Yeah, the, the garden shears. Yeah, and then you just you don't see the thing is the, the great thing about this scene is that you don't see the act, you don't see the head getting cut off, but you see it's the music, it's the jump scare sound, and then the next thing you see is a statue with no head, and then you oh see the police taking the body out, and you just know what happened. That's the exactly. thing. Sometimes the greatest horror is not what you show; it's what exactly. the intention is, because it Ooh. all plays <clears throat> in your mind. And you know, another thing exactly. about this movie is there's a creepy ass old lady in this movie, and oh uh, my gosh, man! There's something about when they have like old women with long white hair, and they they're like uh, walking around like that, man. Seriously, man, it's just like freaky, 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 we'll, freaky. We'll talk about that in our next film as well. <laughs> exactly, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. So listen, if if you want a kind of, you know, jump scare, then go check out The Exorcist Part 3. You know, it's 1990. It's a kind of like a continuation. Or it's connected, it's connected obviously, to The Exorcist, the one from the 70s. So you'll have to go check those out. But definitely check out Rubber and check out The Exorcist Part 3 on those ones. And uh, yeah, so, th- we, you know, this we move nicely into our film review. So this movie is a new movie, came out, just released, I think, earlier on this year, I think. It's actually an Australian, good mate, Australian movie. And, um, actually, both our, our, our main movie and our, and, our, and our hidden gem, both yes. Australian filmmakers. Both Australian. And Devaldo, so, um, yeah, so we, I think this was, this movie has been on our radar before because we've spoken about it, and I think when it came yeah. to trailer section, like maybe a few months ago, I saw the trailer yes, and I was like, yes, shit, yes. this looks really, really scary. Yeah. So the movie that we're going to speak about is called Relic, a new movie. And first off, I just want to say it's, um, you know what? It's been a, it's been a while since I kind of was like, shit, man, this is eerie. This is kind of really, really creepy. It's got, it's got the hallmarks of a movie where, you know, um, it's got those kind of slightly little jump, Jump well, actually, did it have a lot of jump scares in this one? Not a lot, but it's subtle. Yeah, subtle ones, I'd say. Subtle, exactly. So just briefly, the premise is the main characters are three women. So there's a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter. And the daughter gets a phone call from a local police station saying, hey, listen, Mrs. So-and-so, you know, your, your, your mother hasn't been seen around you know, have you heard from her? It looks like as if she's gone missing. So the so the daughter and the granddaughter then go to the house, this cabin, this little small little place out in the woods, which are the creepiest woods that you'll ever see. And they basically mm-hmm. go there to try and figure out, you know, what's happened to the the mother or the, the grandmother. And, you know, they, they, they wait there for about a couple of days. And it's Devado, the, the atmosphere is eerie, right? It's, would you say would yeah. you agree with that yeah very scary it's very it's actually quite a patient film as well and not a lot happens very quickly but there's a lot of patience and seeing like setting the scene uh little things happen that let you know that it's not normal mm. but you just don't know how far that's gonna go so it kind of just it sucks you in all the time sucks you in sucks you in then you'll hear about something that's happened and you think oh why did they do that and then, you know, it just kind of, yeah. And, and you know, the thing is, you know, we spoke about The Exorcist just now and we said about creepy old women. Oh my gosh, for God's sake, right? They've There's this actress in there. Uh, what is her name again? I think her name is Robin. I, th- I think it's Robin Nevin. I think that her name is Robin Nevin. She plays the grandmother. Oh, the old, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's her name, yeah. 
Yeah, so, so she plays the grandmother. She's the old lady. And you're talking about someone who is creepy as hell, man. Long hair, white hair, you know, that face, the way that she looks at the other characters, the way that she just kind of like turns her head, the way that she stares at you. And when she's doing that, you know that something obviously isn't right behind the eyes. And um, there's, there's kind of like just so many different things in this movie that are happening and there's a uh, there's a there's a whole thing about dementia there's a whole thing about okay you know you know about haunted houses there's a whole thing about evil being present you know it being kind of part of the family part, you know maybe does something that affected your your family in the past can that then be passed on to you and you know does that affect you if later on down the line there's all these kind of things that are you know, played upon, touched upon in this movie. But yeah, man, what did you make of the whole kind of the way it all played out? The house. Yeah, I thought I thought it was good. I thought, like I said, it was very patient and I didn't know yeah. what to expect. I didn't know if maybe the old lady was really possessed or I didn't know what was going on, who was possessed. But then bit by bit you kind of you kind of see that yeah, there is there is some sort of spirit or some sort of negative energy yeah. feeding on, on her. Yes. And uh, bit by bit, the rest of the family start to be convinced that this is happening. Then the family start getting involved and it was good acting. And then the whole thing, I mean, uh, I think you guys, it's worth watching this without being without it being spoiled too much. But it's going to be, it's pretty much like a, a sort of haunted house or presence kind of movie, but well executed, I'll say. But then the film does, because it's generational, isn't it? It's like the younger generation, sort of mid-generation and the older older generation, all in one house. And it's it's all about how they, how you look after your your parents, you know, like, you know, in, in different societies, parents are always looked after, uh, like they brought, they're brought into the house and the kids will look after them. Other societies, they're taken to, you know, care homes and stuff. And this just goes to show and looks at how, you know, sometimes it's difficult decisions. Like, do we take care of them or not? And yeah, it's just the way they they look at, the way they show the young person, their attitude towards looking after the grandma and then the, the, the mother, her attitude towards looking after her mum. It's very, very well played out. And that, that kind of lends to how they receive or how they believe that this, this old lady is either possessed or just, you know, Alzheimer's or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But then... For everyone in the film, obviously shit hits the fan. Not going to spoil it, but shit hits the fan. But then you get to see, even though shit hits the fan, there's a moment where they accept. They accept this is this is this is it. This is my mum. This is my grandma, and I'm going to I'm going to be there for her, and no matter how she looks, no matter how she's <laughs> oh acting, gosh. this is it. And there's a moment of real subtle emotional connection that really makes you think wow like Powerful. could I do this if, if my parent was at a next level of you know of 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 uh of decrepitness yes I'm going to say yeah, it, decrepitness man. can I deal yeah. with this and they show it in the film it's beautiful actually it's beautiful it is it is, it is touching way. yeah it is exactly mm. and that that I totally totally didn't expect and um I was just like Man, you know what, what you just said, absolutely correct about those questions about, you know, how we look after, you know, our family and like, you know, the older people in our family, when they get older, what happens to our parents, everything like that. And mm. man, it, it just totally got me thinking about that. And, and you're absolutely right. What would you do in that situation? So imagine like, you know, yeah, 
you know, you've got someone in your life, like an older person, like a parent who's uncontrollable. You don't know exactly what they're doing, where they're going, what they're saying. They're talking gibberish. They, they may be talking to themselves and, you know, there's a whole kind of thing going on. You don't know what's going on. How, do, how would you deal with that? And this movie kind of portrays, you know, a family dealing with that. And it's scary. It's, um, like Deval said, it's powerful. There's a the moment of great love in there as well. And yeah, man, I was I was impressed. I, I really liked it. It's not, would you 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 wouldn't call it kind of like a, a a really bloody movie, would you? You wouldn't say that, would you? No, no, not at all. But sometimes I think the best horrors there are, there isn't much blood. I mean, this film uh, I think had similar producers. I want to say as the the Babadook. Yeah, I think some of the producers on that were involved in this. But also, do you know who was executive producing this and also on the production team? Blimmin' Jake Gyllenhaal and. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, they were all oh involved in this. God, the Avenger. Oh my gosh! So what? Yeah, what they were all involved in the production team. Yeah. So look at that. Look, look at their talents. Look, they they do action. They do like you know psychological horror. This yeah. is it, man. This is really really great. And um, I mean, for me, this film comes recommended. I would definitely say you know go out and watch it. Uh, I, I don't think this is out on any streaming services just yet. So you are going to have to, you know, cough up like, you know, the three or four pounds or whatever it is. But um, yeah. it, from me, I, I think you should definitely go out and watch it. It's, it's definitely worth the money, I'd say. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Good, good, good direction as well from, uh, from uh, Natalie, Erica James, yes. another female director of a good horror film, just like The Babadook. So wow. yeah. Okay, yeah. Go check it out, folks. That's called Relic. And if you do see it, let us know what you thought about it uh, so we can speak about it on the show. Now, Devado, you mentioned that you've got another movie, another Australian movie. Uh, yeah. Go for it, man. This this one's called The Nightingale. Oh my gosh. Again, an Australian uh, film directed by uh, Jennifer Kent. Uh, who? Guess what film Jennifer Kent directed? Oh, tell me, let us know. The Babadook, yes. Oh, gosh. Exactly. So, yes, so female director uh, directing a good horror film there. But, yeah, The Nightingale, oh, this film, do you know what? It's on Netflix, by the way, guys. So it's on Netflix, easily accessible. Uh, This film stars uh, Ashling Franchiosi. Yeah, Ashling Franchiosi, Michael Sheesby. uh, And who else does it, who else does it star? No household names, but some really good actors. Uh, also, great, great performance from Bakali Ganambar, who's uh, from Australia, indig- indigenous uh, Australian. And yes, this, oh man, the Nightingale, let me just set the scene what it's about. Nightingale is set in, ni- in 1825. And it's from back in the day from when, obviously, the history of Australia, uh, many people know, but uh, lots of people from uh, like England, Ireland, Australia, sorry, England, Ireland, Scotland, basically went over to Australia and basically, you know, just took over, killing lots of indigenous people and just taken over basically. Uh, and this is set just after that's all happened. So that's all happened. All the atrocities, atrocities have happened and uh, people are settling there. Uh, but obviously there's still that divide between societies and this is uh, the story of Claire, who's a young Irish lady. She's a convict, actually, because many uh, convicts were sent to Australia, wasn't it? Uh, and she's a convict, and uh, she's working under the British, actually. And 
Yeah, they the British. Oh man, in this film, phew, my gosh, uh, the the thing the things that the uh, the British they, I mean, like in the hierarchy of things, obviously the indigenous people at the bottom. Then you got the Irish and basically and basically the British people are on top. So uh, she is a prisoner and she's there to serve people. They they abuse her. They're the British soldiers. They abuse her. They do things to her that you shouldn't do. And yeah, it's it's not nice at all. Uh, I'm sure you can guess what they what they're doing. And she's married. She's got a husband and a child. And the husband can't do anything about it. it gets to a, a, a point where. The husband's like, no, I ain't taking this shit no more. He confronts the soldiers and it's the last thing he does. Oh, gosh. It's the last thing he does. I will just I will just set this scene out without spoiling the whole film, but there's a scene that is really barbaric. Is it? Barbaric, yeah. What, against when the him? Husband or- confronts, the, yeah, the husband confronts the soldiers who uh, have his wife and they're saying, she's our, she's our property. You know, she's our property. We, we'll do what we like with her. We've been doing what we like with her every night and they're all laughing. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, we do what we like with her every night. And then we give it again and we give you the leftovers. She's standing right there. Husband's right there. Oh. Baby's right there. The husband, like, he knows that if he fights back, it's a, it's, it's a losing battle, but he yeah. just can't stand it and watch them talk about his wife like that. So he fights back. Like I said, it's the last thing he does. They shoot him right there. She's like, she's getting held down, uh, hysterical no sorry let me let me go back there they actually they actually rape her in front of him oh my gosh and then when he tries to fight back they shoot him and then she's just obviously hysterical she's she's trying to escape they're holding her down and then the baby's crying in the background they've got a baby who's like less than a year old i would say yeah less than a year old maybe six months old baby's crying crying as these soldiers are still trying to not trying they are raping her as they're doing that one of the soldiers says oh shut that baby up and i'm, I'm not going to say what they do to the baby but oh my it's gosh. again barbaric yeah and she yeah. from when that happens she just shuts off she can't even scream anymore she just shuts off she's literally not she's not in her body and yeah after they finish they leave her there they knock her out she wakes up the next day and I think she thinks it's a dream, but she wakes up and she sees her husband dead, the baby's dead. And then she, she, she holds her baby, takes her baby to like one of her managers and says, look what they did, look what they did. And they're like, they're like what, who did? She said, the soldiers, the soldiers. And they're like, well, uh, there's nothing we can do about it. You can report it to this person. Obviously nothing's going to happen. Literally, they just get away with it. And yeah, the film starts off from that. That happens in the first 25, half an hour, I think. And yeah, then from that, she's on a mission to, to hunt because these soldiers, one of them has to go somewhere to get a promotion. He has to travel far. So they leave the camp the next day. So she makes it a point to hunt them down, hunt oh, them down. Wicked. But she has to enlist the skills of uh, an indigenous man who who is good at tracking because this is back in the day, like, you know, in, in the bush. So she, she has to, she gets his his help to track it, to track them down. And obviously dead indigenous people don't like white people. They like, they call them white devils because of what they've gone through. But over time, he realizes that she also was, was under the British. So she hates the British too. So they, they've got that common ground now. It takes a while to get to that. Don't get me wrong. It takes a while to get to that. 
But yeah, it is a deep, deep film. This is, oh man, I, I got to watch I, it. I finished watching I got to watch angry. it, man. I was, oh, I was angry and I was like, oh man, just, and the, the way they just, yeah, they just treat people like, anyway, Shit, uh, I, can't, the I, know, about, the I more angry I get. It's just, I, it's not, it's what? a good film to watch. Don't get me wrong, but it's not a yeah. nice, when you, you think about what nice people film. went through back in the day, it's not nice at all. But you know, yeah. You know, you know the, the thing, because yeah, the thing powerful. is, right, you know, yeah, people will say, oh, why do they make films like this? And why do they show films? But listen, I think people mm. need to know, like, this is the a side of humanity. This shit went on. Yeah. Like, like you, how can you, yeah. like, you can't be so naive. Like, when people, like, you know, went over to different countries, colonized them and take over yeah. and all that sort of stuff. This yeah. shit happened all over the place, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and the way they put brutal. it, they put, oh, yeah, these people went and settled. They settled, you know? They 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 uh they educated the indigenous people. Yes, they settled here. It's not settled. They went out there and they cut off heads. They shot people. They pulled babies from wombs. They Raping. did all sorts. Is exactly it's, it's it's the most nastiest things you can imagine. They didn't just settle in this country. So <laughs> that's so. But yeah, true. anyway, <laughs> that not, is so true. It's, uh, but yeah, this, this film is it's, a, it's if you can't stomach this film, these sorts of films, I just say don't watch it. But yeah, if you just yeah. want to, obviously, if you can, it's there are some good moments in the film. Don't get me wrong. There are some really good moments in it where you think, yes. But obviously, yeah, it's just, it's an experience. But it came out of nowhere. I, I think, do you know what? Why did I watch this film? I don't know why I watched it. Um, I don't know why. Be, I don't know why we, I watched because of Relic, because of the whole Australian, was it because it's something to do with? No, I watched like, it from before Relic. I watched it from okay. two weeks ago. And I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just in, in, in an Australian mode. I just oh, saw it yeah. on Netflix and I was like, oh, let me just see this. It looks like it could be interesting, but it was a deep film, man. Oh yeah. It's a good film. Good hidden gem, man. Good hidden gem for sure. Wow. And just some kind of like extra little bits of information, just like whilst you were talking, I kind of like, you know, had a look at the director of this, this movie, Jennifer Kent. She was tapped at some point to direct Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm not surprised about that. And I, I reckon she will direct either a DC or Marvel film at some point. Definitely. Yeah. So I think we're probably going to see more of her and I might see more of her because she was born in uh, Brisbane. So like, you know, oh, great, to, you great, great to bump into, great, great to bump into her. But no, listen, look, that sounds, I mean, yeah, that's a brilliant review. And um, it sounds brutal. It sounds shocking, but mm. I think it's one of those movies where, which are basically high up on my list to watch. Like, I'm going to check it yeah, out because it yeah. sounds, it sounds like crushing, but Definitely. at the same time. She actually went oh. to uh, the, the Tasmanian Aboriginal elders to get the permission to, in, to actually tell certain parts of their stories. Ah. Uh, Cause I think obviously stuff like that is, is quite, it's quite, you know, it's quite powerful. And also it's quite a, a negative thing if you don't do it right. So she went to, I guess she took the right, channels to make sure it was getting depicted right and the, the story was being told by the people who lived the story so i guess that's yeah. a good element but yeah yeah wow man, man. it sounds and obviously there's a theme running Ooh, through movies that, yeah yeah and i was just going to say there's a theme running throughout you know the babadook and like you know it sounds like this movie as well this kind of like this struggle you know feel like you know mm. this like, woman like in the babadook about a mum the struggle between her and her child and oh man mm -hmm. this sounds bad but 
at the same time, it sounds amazing. All right. Okay, folks. Um, I think that's all we've got time for you this week. Yeah. Remember, please get in touch with us. Let us know about these movies. And uh, if you've got a hidden gem, but Devaldo, before we go, you've just got to, you've got to do one more thing. One more thing. So guys, let us know. Uh, give us a great hidden gem, guys. A great hidden gem within the past 20 years. Let us know that on Instagram and, or let us know on Facebook. Tell us why you think it's a good film. And I will, I will send you a movie code for Rakuten so you can watch a movie in the comfort of your own home. There you have it, folks. That's Listen, that. that's mm-hmm. all from me and I will see you next week. Peace out. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Just pop in the Flicksters podcast.